5: Well, good evening, fellow MAGA extremists. (laughs) you got to love Hakeem Jeffries, don't you? (laughs) Or not. Gag. Welcome to the John Whitmer Show, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Happy to have you with us this evening here at your local liberal resistance headquarters, where we proudly champion the conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. Thrilled to have you tonight joining us. If you'd like to call in, our studio lines are open. You can reach me at 316-869-1330 by email at john at knssradio.com, on Facebook and True Social at The John Whitmer Show, and on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Reach out. I would love to hear from you. I'm very active on social media, on Twitter. I have had a number of rather entertaining Twitter conversations this week. We'll we'll actually be talking about one here coming up in a few minutes. Uh, One quick, uh, or a couple rather, quick programming notes. We have uh, a couple of very big guests coming up next Sunday. Nationally syndicated radio talk show host Dana Lash Will be with us. We she is one of the regular weekday hosts here on KNSS. It's always a pleasure to have Dana Lash with us. I can't wait to have her back on the show. And author, comedian, and reigning NWA, world's heavyweight champion and Fox News contributor, Tyrus, is coming to Kansas in July. We will be giving away tickets to his Tyrus Live event at uh, the Brown Grand Opera House in Concordia. These Tyrus Live events have sold out in every venue across the country. We're going to be giving away a pair of tickets on the show next Sunday, and Tyrus will be with us. Here on the show next Sunday, Um, Tyrus is awesome. I've had a chance to uh, get to know him a little bit on Twitter myself, and I cannot wait to have him on the show. He'll be with us next Sunday here on the John Whitmer Show, so make sure you tune in for that. We have a great show planned for you this evening. We'll discuss the economy and the merits of the flat tax with Grover Norquist, founder and president of Americans for Tax Reform. We're going to talk with Bill Diagostino from Newsbusters about a new survey that found that during the three-month period uh, earlier this year, broadcast networks used labels like far-right, extreme-right, and ultra-conservative a total of 101 times, but used the far-left label only once. (laughs) Why am I not surprised? Um, After another very busy week, Speaker of the House Dan Hawkins will be with us to bring us our latest under-the-dome legislative update from Topeka, and economist and school choice advocate Michael Austin will try and explain, or, or rather diagnose, the left's irrational and unhinged opposition to parental choice when it comes to education. They're all for choice when it comes to killing your baby but not when it comes to how you educate your child. So I'm really looking forward to it. I think we'll have a great show. And, of course, we'll be taking your calls at 316-869-1330. Obviously, the big news this week was the, the mass shootings at a Christian school in Nashville. And, uh, I mean, let's, let's just state right off the front, um, it, it's tragic. We hate to see these. I hate to see these. And I wish they didn't happen. I also wish we wouldn't politicize them. And we've seen mixed reactions. For two days, President Biden felt it was appropriate to crack jokes when asked about the slaughter of Christians at the hands of a transgender terrorist. He thought it was a joke. And a radical trans group has called the Nashville killer a victim, if you can believe that. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre blamed Republicans in Congress for uh, the transgender killer who targeted the Christian school. Here's what she had to say.
0: What I will say to Republicans in Congress is, what are you going to say to these parents?
5: So somehow, because a transgender crackpot shoots up a a Christian school and kills three kids and three adults... It's Republicans in Congress's fault? I I mean, it doesn't get much lower than blaming Republicans for the the actions of a deranged radical. The only person to blame for the Nashville shooting is the shooter. It, 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 It is just unfathomable how these folks continue to blame the wrong people on this stuff. It's evil. It's just the easiest way to phrase this. And what's also evil is the way the left rushes to politicize these instances every time they occur. What has made this instance even more politicized is the way it's not only once again being used to push for gun control and confiscation, but in this case it's also being used to push The radical transgender ideology. As I mentioned earlier, a radical trans group has called the Nashville killer a victim. The Trans Resistance Network put out a lengthy statement after the shooting calling the female, by the way, let's not mistake this, she was female, calling the female shooter Aubrey Hale, quote, a victim of the private Christian school shooting. This is so crazy. And noting, quote, hate has consequences, the state went on to say, quote, we do not claim to know the individual or have access to their, let me insert here, her inner thoughts and feelings, we do not know the life for transgender people is very difficult. And made more difficult in the preceding months by a virtual avalanche of anti-trans legislation and public call outs by right wing, there it is, right wing, personalities and political figures for nothing less than the genocidal eradication of trans people from society. So that justifies, apparently, the mass murder of six people. Because state legislatures pass bills to protect women's sports, to protect women in locker rooms and restrooms and private spaces. That justifies murdering six people? This same group then went on to lecture the media for using the wrong pronouns as Hale used. You see, she wanted to be called he, him, even though she's a she. And during their coverage, CNN tried to pivot and conveniently ignore the transgender lifestyle choice of the shooter altogether.
2: The police are identifying the shooter as a trans woman would actually be a trans man. So there's sort of a misidentification there, but this is all new. I'm just wondering, the identity of being a transgender person and also being identified as a woman, does this pose any sort of difference or difficulty for for police because it's not typically a woman regardless of how they're identifying
4: pronouns do not kill children right people with guns kill children and it's going to be a distraction in our coverage and keep us from what we now know which is each of these cases has a similarity uh, more than any difference
2: yeah And, and police are identifying the shooter as a trans person just so you know
5: well that's because she was a trans person duh I mean, how stupid is this? But you can see they want it to be about the gun, not the shooter. Unless, of course, the shooter was a right-wing MAGA-wearing, you know, Trump supporter, then it would be very important who the shooter was. Trust me. If the shooter had been a white Christian Trump supporter in a red MAGA hat, that would be the story of the day. But the shooter was trans. And instead of acknowledging that the left is either ignoring it or sweeping it under the rug, or pandering to it, as the case again with Corinne Jean-Pierre, as she expressed sympathy for not the victims, not the school, but
3: the trans community. It is shameful, it is disturbing, and uh, our hearts go out to uh, the, those the trans community as they are under
5: attack right now. No, Miss Jean-Pierre, our hearts go out to the victims and their families of this trans shooter. A trans person murdered three children and three adults in cold blood, and the trans community is under attack? What the hell is wrong with these people? Did somebody misplace her briefing notes? The victims were not trans, the killer was. But we're talking about the liberals and left-wing elitists. And for them, it's okay to kill Christians, I guess. I mean, after all, just ask Jane Fonda.
4: Besides besides marching and, and protesting, what else do you suggest? Well, it doesn't oh, happen overnight. It's not a miraculous. What did you say? Murder. She's kidding. Wait a second. She's just now, kidding. Don't say that. That's
2: oh, not... you don't know. They'll pick up on that. And yeah, just that's the worst. She's joking. just kidding. It's...
5: Yeah, yeah. She, she's just kidding. It's okay. She's just kidding when she said murder. Just kidding, though. It's okay. She's just kidding. The Nashville shooting was tragic. But the solution is not to take away the constitutional Second Amendment rights of law-abiding citizens. The solution starts with identifying people in mental health crisis before they become shooters. Before they become so desperate, so deranged, that they commit these acts of violence. The answer is to stop politicizing these incidents and using the victims to push a gun control agenda that is both unconstitutional, will never pass anyway, and finally come together to address the underlying problems that prompt these people to commit these acts in the first place. Folks, evil does not exist within a gun. It exists within the minds and hearts of those who pull the trigger for evil purposes. And until we set aside the politics and work on the mental health solutions, I'm afraid this awful cycle will only continue. We'll be taking your calls at 745. In the meantime, coming up after the break, economist and school choice advocate Michael Austin try and explain the left's unhinged opposition to parental choice. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. In the past few years, the way that people office has changed dramatically. Studies have shown that where you office can greatly affect not just your business, but your overall health as well. Omni Business Center created the ultimate in stress-free officing. From the moment you walk in, you are greeted with kindness and surrounded in a creative and stimulating environment. Come by for a tour and you will immediately see why. The Omni experience
6: can only be found at Omni. Call 689-FLEX or just come by for a tour. Omni Business Center, just west of Town Square.
1: Severe weather season is here, and strong to severe thunderstorms can produce heavy rain. Flooding results in more weather-related fatalities than other hazards like tornadoes and lightning, and that's because most occur in automobiles that are swept away. It may look like the road is passable. The driver attempts it and realizes it is not, and then it's too late. 12 inches of fast-moving water can carry away a small car. 18 inches can sweep away an SUV, a van, or a truck. In other words, two feet of water will carry almost any vehicle off the road. If you see water running over the road, turn around, don't drown. Avoid driving around barricades. Stay off of bridges over fast-moving water. And if you're trapped in a building, get to the highest level to signal for help. Most importantly, have ways to receive watches and warnings. Take action
7: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
4: Your phone call is welcome at 869 1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 987 and 1330 KNSS.
7: Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show
5: on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by... (laughs) Our school funding update theme song. (laughs) Never Enough. How appropriate. Sponsored by Wig Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can always listen to us by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. And follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. And of course, give us a call. Our studio lines are open 316 869 1330. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. This song is just so appropriate. (laughs) So this week, I had a very engaging Twitter conversation with Scott Rothschild. He is the communications editor for the Kansas Association of School Boards. The KASB membership includes every Kansas school district, as well as governing boards of Kansas community colleges, technical colleges, and cooperatives, interlocals, and regional service centers, according to their website. In conjunction with the state's teachers' union, the KNEA, these two entities are without a doubt the largest, most influential, and best-funded lobbying entities in Topeka. So it was not surprising when Rothschild took to Twitter this week to attack those of us who were defending school choice and parental rights. Joining us now to discuss the left's irrational and unhinged opposition to parental choice is economist and school choice advocate Michael Austin. Michael, thank you for joining us this evening. It's never enough, is it, brother?
3: <laughs> no, it never is enough, John. Thank you so much for having me this evening. But that song was perfect. You know why? Because I call KASB and the Teachers Union monopolists. That's exactly what they are. It is never enough. No, it is all about power. It's all about control, and anything that takes away from it, right, is something that they're going to fight tooth and nail against.
5: Yes, and and I've had back when I was a, a legislator, I actually had a superintendent tell me. Well, I asked him that question flat out, and will it ever be enough? And he flat out said, "No, it will never be enough funding." So I mean, at least there were he was willing to admit it. Now I doubt he'd admit that publicly. But that's their attitude. And I know you were following this Twitter conversation between myself and Rothschild earlier this week. And, I mean, the guy sure knows his talking points but had no answers when I started to confront him with those facts that you helped me find. And you know, what's interesting is what prompted me in the beginning to even respond to him is when he tweeted out, the following. He tweeted that it's bad enough these voucher bills, and they're not vouchers, but these voucher bills would hurt Kansas students, but the tax unfairness of them is appalling. Forcing low- and middle-income taxpayers to pay the freight for wealthy families to send their kids to exclusive private schools is unfair. And I responded by just asking, how does the bill force anyone to to pay for private school, he never responded to that once, did he, Michael?
3: Not only will he not respond to that, but he's also going to flat-out ignore that for decades, public schools have been pocketing our taxes and giving us what in return? They've been giving us a sub- par education. And it's all because there's been no competition for them in sight. So if we do get parental choice in education, they're going to have to bring their A game. Otherwise, they're going to risk being deemed a flop. I think it's time that we give parents more choices and we make this monopoly compete for our tax dollars.
5: Right. This this bill, as I tried to explain to him, and we had a little conversation, the bill doesn't hurt Kansas students, if anything. It just hurts the, the schools that refuse to compete, that refuse to improve and i mean it's it's the parents money it's their taxpayer money they should be able to spend it where they want it's what the thing that (coughs) increasingly frustrates me with these education establishment types with the unions and with the school boards is they view it as their money that it's the state's money or it's the school's money it's not. It's the taxpayers' money and they should be able to take it and spend it where they want on the education that they feel fits their child best.
3: That's exactly right. You know, these monopolists they also claim school choice defunds public schools. Right. So that's like, you know, that's also like going to a restaurant, asking for a menu and thinking you're defunding the daily soup. It's nonsensical when they say that. But it I, you know, what, I I will say it does reveal what they really think. They think either parents are too dumb to know what's best for their children or that they know parents will bolt from their bad leadership as soon as humanly possible. But I'll tell you this, if we can trust parents to choose what food uh, their family eats, we can also trust them to choose what education their children will receive. It really is common sense here, and the only ones who are against it are the monopolists.
5: And, And I think they think both. I really do, mm. because I've actually had teachers say to me, very rare, and again, I don't think this is about the teachers. My, as you know, you know, my mother was a teacher. My sister is a teacher. My daughter-in-law is a teacher. I don't think this is about the teachers. It's about that bureaucracy. But I think they yeah. truly believe that they believe they're better suited to, to figure out what your, how your child should be educated than you are. And one of the few times that Rothschild actually responded was when he tried to say that Kansas K-12 schools were performing, and he said it was because the ACT scores were above the national composite average. But even that stat, and he touted this multiple times, he said, well, ACT scores are above average. Michael, that's not exactly the whole picture, though, is it?
3: No, it isn't. First off, ACT scores have been dropping. Right. Uh, so oh, who cares if they're over the national average? If they're progressively getting worse, um, that means you're providing a declining product. Not only that, but let's compare Kansas to states that do have school choice. Are we doing better than them? And the answer is no. You know, uh, Florida uh, has, well, Florida kids don't all take the ACT, but those that do have compared scores, if not even higher scores, and they have school choice. The same thing with Arizona or Utah or West Virginia. So what it really goes to show uh, is, you know, they're going to window dress as much as they can, but it has nothing to do about whether test scores are better. It's about whether you as a parent think that you have a right in saying how your child is educated. And I believe the answer is yes.
5: Right. Well, and as I tried to point out to him, I said, you're right. Kansas's ATC score was 21.9, and the U.S. average, this is in 2016, our score was 21.9, and the U.S. average is 20.8. But last year, our score was 19.9, and the US average was 19.8. So, yes, you're correct. We're better than the average, but we're still going down. And basically, Rothschild and the KASB are proud of their mediocrity, of their declining performance, and their only defense is to say, well, we don't suck quite as bad as the rest of the nation does. I mean, that's, that's essentially his defense
3: not only that but what else have we uh, what else have we witnessed outside of falling test scores we've seen more discipline problems in schools we've seen i think even here in wichita woke woke activist teachers are discussing intimate details with our kids yes. and they're telling them not to talk to our parents not to talk to their parents you know so it, just test scores and educational achievement is just one aspect. We have all this woke activist agenda where it's not about assisting parents. It's either about controlling parents or tr- controlling their kids, but it's leaving families completely out of it. And that's something that they constantly ignore.
2: Well,
5: and the sad part here, Michael, is at least my perception, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the overwhelming stance from folks like the Kansas Association of School Boards and the Teachers Union the KNEA and especially superintendents and the leadership at these school districts the opposition is really all about the benjamins it's about the money and that's really what it comes down to they don't want to lose that state funding and that's it seems like they're more concerned about the bucks than they are about educating the kids
3: yeah, that's exactly right. Remember this good example. So uh, maybe last week, the legislature tried to make it easier for teachers to get pay raises. Right. They, yeah. they, they tacked on boosting teacher pay to this education savings account, to the Parental Choice and Education Bill. But even that, it was not enough. <laughs> Go back to that song. It was not enough for monopolists and progressives. They wouldn't compromise because, let's face it, no one tells the monopoly who gets a raise. And they'll never agree to anything that takes more power away from them, especially if it gives it back to parents.
5: Yeah, you're right. They added special ed funding and the teacher raises. But because it had this small piece that gave a modicum of control back to parents, it was never enough. And you're absolutely right. Michael, I appreciate you, brother. If folks want to follow you on Twitter, if they want to stay in touch, you're at KS Economist on Twitter, correct?
3: That's right. Also, please head over to www.kansaskidswin.com so we can hold our legislators accountable and make sure they give uh, parents a choice in their child's education.
5: kansaskidswin.com. Michael, I appreciate you, brother. Carry on a fight, my friend.
3: Thank you, sir. Until next time.
5: We'll be taking your calls at 745, but coming up after the break, Speaker of the House Dan Hawkins will bring us our latest under-the-dome legislative update from Topeka. And don't forget our studio lines are open, 316-869-1330. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Pizza John's, open since 1969. Dine in Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. at
4: 208 South Baltimore in Derby. Give them a call at 788-2011 or go online at pizzajohnsderby.com. Pizza John's, purveyors of round meals and flat snacks. When I
0: can't sleep, my mind just races. I think about work, the kids, but I don't think about taking melatonin because I'm afraid I'll feel groggy in the morning.
5: Zequal Pure Z's Gummies has an optimal dose of melatonin for no next day grogginess so you can fall asleep naturally and wake up feeling refreshed. <sighs> Zequal Pure Z's Gummies for better sleep like never before and try Pure Z S Sleep plus Next Day Energy with melatonin plus extended-release B vitamins.
0: At Midwest Kia, we know that car shopping can feel like one big April Fool's joke. Finding available inventory, qualifying for a good rate on the loan, and making sense of all the promises being advertised can take all the fun out of car shopping. Not this April, and not at Midwest Kia. Come see us for the promise of a better way to buy. Simple processes, transparent pricing never marked up over MSRP, and always with the intention of getting you into your new Kia fast. Get up to $1,500 in rebates and special APR offers as low as 2.9% on your next new Kia. We've got the vehicles in stock ready to go and the staff to help you find the perfect fit for you. Plus, every new Kia comes with our amazing 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain warranty. This April, don't be fooled by the old car sales tricks. Visit us at MidwestKia.com and experience the the better way to buy. And remember, we
7: wanna see ya
0: in a Kia. dollars rebate off MSRP in stock units only. 2023 Kia Nero EV, 2.9% APR up to 48 months, 2209 per month for one thousand finance. Qualifying buyers only, See dealer for details.
4: I'm attorney Tyler Patterson. Did you know that missing your doctor's appointments after your wreck could cause you to lose money from the value of your case? Providers will record missed medical appointments in your medical records, and the insurance company will say that you are not compliant with your treatment. I'm attorney Gary Patterson. Don't go it alone. Call Patterson Legal Group. We'll guide you through the entire process after your wreck to ensure you get the maximum amount of money. Patterson Legal is the way to go. Call 550000.
7: Weather brought to you by Rustiek Ford.
5: Quiet weather this evening across the area under a partly cloudy sky, 54 degrees and south winds gusting up over 20. For Monday, mostly sunny skies up to 79. That south to southwest wind still a bit on the breezy side. Extreme fire danger looming for Tuesday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Rodney Price.
3: Fox News. Former President Trump is at his Mar-a-Lago estate getting ready for his arraignment in a Manhattan court Tuesday. Fox's Jonathan Seri reports on how his potential rival, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, is reacting. The Florida governor said if the allegations are true, they're no more than misdemeanors, and he criticized Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg for prosecuting a former president, again, not one that he
5: named, while showing leniency for common criminals.
3: And devastating storms swept across the Midwest and the south this weekend, one of the places hit hardest is Little Rock, Arkansas, where a tornado tore through the area on Friday. This was an EF3 tornado that struck here in Little Rock, Arkansas, with winds of up to 165 miles per hour. A massive swath this tornado cut through this community, 29.9 miles. Fox Weathers' Max Gordon. America is listening to Fox News.
4: Sunday nights. This is the John Whitmer Show on 987 and 1330 KNSS.
5: Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Want to remind you, you can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. You'll find podcast links to all our previous episodes there, and make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook and true social pages. And follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. And, of course, give us a call. Our studio lines are open 316-869-1330. We'd love to hear from you. Well, every week while the legislature's in session, we bring you our Under the Dome update from Topeka. This week we're pleased to have our speaker of the Kansas House, Dan Hawkins, with us. Dan, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show again, brother. It's always
8: good to be on the show, John.
5: And, and before we get to the update, I I have to tell you it was nice to finally see our Pawn Stars episodes air. You look good, <laughs> buddy. You, you look. We can finally talk about our episodes now that we're no longer under the gag
8: order. You know that was uh, that caused quite a stir up here in Topeka. They even mentioned it on the floor of the uh, uh, the house the next day after that had show uh, was shown on TV there. Uh, uh Palm Sawyer went to the well during the announcement period and and talked about the speaker being on Pawn Stars. That was pretty cool. Did he really?
5: <laughs> I hadn't yeah. heard about that. That's great. Well, and you know, I it was it was great advertising for our business and uh I just think it's cool that Wichita had, you know, representation and Kansas had reputation on Pawn Stars. So and good job. That yeah. you you were able to pull off a sale. I was able to pull off a sale and we'll have to go back and do it again sometime. Yeah, I'd like to do that, John. I'd we, love to, actually. I would too. It was fun. We had a good time. And Leo Delperdang is no doubt listening and texting saying, No, you don't. You got to take me next time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he can wait. He can... <laughs> I'll let you two work that one out. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's talk a little bit about stuff. You guys had another busy week uh, this week. You, you pay, I know two couple of days of 30, 30 or more bills on the floor each day. One of which, and I watched this. I was kind of shocked. You guys passed your budget, which included the flat tax, which was a t- you know had a tax cut. I remember seeing Laura Kelly equating it to the Brownback, you know, the the experiment, and she was adamantly opposed. And sure enough, you had Democrats voting for it. You got ninety some votes. It's going to be hard. If the Senate takes the House position, it's going to be very hard for Laura Kelly to veto that thing, won't it?
8: Yeah, I, I would agree with you, John. It will be difficult on her. You know, we had 94 votes. Uh, we had 10, I believe it was 10 Democrats that came on board with us on the on the uh, single rate tax pl- plan. And that's, that's a pretty good sized package. There's a lot of things in there, but there's one thing, actually a couple things in there that she really wants. She wants the... Sales tax on food taken to zero—that's in there—and and then she also certainly wants the uh, cliff done away with on the uh, Social Security tax on Social Security. So both of those items are in there, along with a couple other things. Uh, it's actually a very reasonable package. About 500 million is is what the the cost of that tax package is. And you know the the Senate is quite a bit bigger, but you've you and I both know the Senate's going to want to put their imprint on it, so we're just going to have to negotiate with the Senate, and hopefully uh, we can come uh, come in fairly close to where we're at because I really think that if we get our tax plan in front of her, I think she really does have to sign it because if she does, she's not going to get anything. There's not going to be time to do anything. So uh, I, I, I do think that she's kind of uh, back into a corner there.
5: We've got Grover Norquist, actually. is going to be with us to kick off our 8 o'clock hour, and I know we're going to talk about the merits of a flat tax, but I I was just uh, flummoxed when I actually saw that and saw so many, including the former minority leader, Tom Sawyer, was with you on that bill, which she could not have liked that.
8: Actually, not only Tom Sawyer, but Vic Miller, the current minority leader, was uh, also voted on that.
5: That speaks volumes. It really does. And I I, I hope that the Senate—I know you're right. You and I both know the Senate— they can kind of get their dander up on things, but I th- I hope they're smart enough to realize that if they get close to or take your position, uh, they really put the governor in a, in a tough position uh, to, uh, to veto. Speaking of, um, I think there's going to be two other bills that you guys passed this week that she's likely to veto. The Women's Bill of Rights, which, I, I, frankly, I don't even know why we're debating this. It, this is so simple. It just well i'll let you explain it but it's another one she's likely to veto isn't it
8: yeah you know she she is uh, certainly uh back to being governor and not being candidate laura kelly because uh uh she is really changing her tune on some of these things that she was uh, a little bit different on I mean, you, you remember on the on the uh, uh fairness in women's sports she oh, said yeah. well of course of course uh men should not compete against women in women's sports, well, that was Candidate Kelly talking.
1: Right, middle-of-the-road Kelly.
8: Kelly. Yeah, Yeah, now we've got Governor Kelly back, and she doesn't have to run. Uh, The Women's Bill of Rights is the same way at the Senate Bill 180, and I do believe that she probably will, uh, in fact, veto that. Uh, That's going to be a little tough on her, because we had a big vote on that, and the Senate did too, so she's going to probably face, if she does, a veto override. But, you know, that bill, for those who don't really know what's going on there, it, it, it's, really, it's really talking uh, about the right to privacy and safety and an equal opportunity in a single-sex space. Uh, it's, it's really just about basic protection for our, uh, you know, our women in our society. And I don't know where our society went so wrong. Uh, but all of a sudden now it's okay for a biological male to go in and use the, uh, the restrooms with a female. And that's just, it puts, uh, it puts our women in a really bad place. So, uh, this really is just a simple bill that just states, you know, those places are for women, not for biological males.
5: Yeah, it, it, it's just bizarre. I mean, I remember when Riley Gaines—we've had her on this show a couple of times. Well, you—you you had her. She came up and testified for the Women's Grill Sports. And when she talked about the locker room experiences that she had in college, it, it's just—I'm uh, like you. I don't know how we got to a point. And we all want to be tolerant. We all want to be accepting. But they're insisting that we be accepting of this one marginal small fraction of, a pers- of the population at the expense of 49, 52 percent of the population.
8: Oh, absolutely. Don't you think it's interesting? I find it very interesting that, you know, uh, we had, the last 30 years we went through this feminist movement. Where are they at today? Where yeah. are they at protecting women's rights? Yeah. Uh, they're nowhere to be seen or heard. It's just, to me, it's amazing that, uh, the, the, that the feminist movement's also not talking about it, because truly that should be something that they should be uh, advocating for and making sure that women do have their own space. Uh, another bill that you guys passed
5: this week that I, I was glad to see, because I know it's come up before, was one that uh, our new attorney general was pushing, which was removing the fees for concealed carry licenses. That one also oh, yeah. had bipartisan support.
8: It did, and it it certainly will, if she decides, which it wouldn't surprise me if she uh, does, in fact, veto it, that that will get overridden. That was quite a debate, actually. Um, You know, they brought, the Democrats brought, I don't know, five or six amendments to it. Let me guess, Uh,
5: repealing campus carry was one of them.
8: Oh, yeah, that was one of them. Yeah, I knew that. Um, They're predictable, aren't they? (laughs) No, they are. They're very predictable, and every single one of them failed. Uh, They all went down. And we passed it overwhelmingly with with bipartisan support. By the way,
5: uh, it's, it is it is funny
8: because
5: uh, I, I remember when I ran Eddie Eagle the first time. They brought those same amendments and probably written by the same oh, yeah. revisers, and they're probably still sitting in John Carmichael's drawer at his desk. <laughs> we're uh, we're talking with House Speaker Dan Hawkins. So Dan, you come back next week. You've only got a few days before first adjournment, um, you've got a lot to take up next week. You've got the, obviously the budget as you guys, you know, come to conference and come with a final solution. Uh, veto override for protection for women and girls sports. I'm assuming next week you've you got to get to that one.
8: We do. We have to do that before we leave on first adjournment. And it looks like probably late in the week is going to be when we have everybody there. Uh, I would say Wednesday or Thursday will one of those two days will be the day when we do it. Uh, Thursday we have to do it by Thursday because that's uh, that's our first adjournment at the end of the day. Thursday, um, I you know I think we're going to be prepared and we'll be ready to go. We'll get that done. Um, you know we do have a couple of our Republicans that are not voting with us on that. Uh, the good thing is is we have a Democrat that stays strong with us on it, and and so I do believe we get that passed. There are
5: no Democrat or excuse me, Republicans. See, that was a flip, or was it? Uh,
8: down, no. <laughs> None from our area
5: down here, right? Are Republicans no, down here or something?
8: No, one of, one of them's in Emporia, and one of them's out in Ulysses, so they're voting against us on that. Yeah,
5: I, I'm sure I know exactly who they are. What about the, uh, the education savings accounts? I know that was something that's still in negotiation. You're in conference on that. Where do you think we'll end up with that
2: one?
8: you know they've they've uh they've actually already conferenced twice on that and i would have, I would imagine they'll probably conference i think they've got a confer one of the first conference committees uh tomorrow at nine o'clock on that uh they've they've taken out uh so far in their conference work they've taken out the uh um, uh additional pay for teachers and I believe there's one other item that they had taken out already too and I can't remember which uh which provision it was we're gonna try uh you know. You know, John, it's uh, it's tough when you don't have the governor on that issue. You know that issue. Um, pretty much anything having to do with education has been very divisive over the years. You've been there. Yep. You've seen it. We just barely get, you know, 63 votes. Well, it just makes it to where without the governor, we're not going to get it. And I would venture to say, you know, unless there's some type of a miracle happens between now and then, the governor will probably veto it. And and we don't have the the numbers to override the veto. So we did have to try. It's something that a lot of our people wanted. Uh, Surprisingly enough, some of our folks that uh, talked about it and talked about it didn't vote with us when it came time. Uh, So that's always disappointing. Uh, But but in the end, you know, we, we... Do the best we can, and when we get a veto and we can't override it, we just need to move on, and that's what we'll do if that happens.
5: Well, and I try to explain to folks when they ask, you know, how come even though we know it's going to fail, how come they don't bother to to try a veto override? And that's pretty straightforward. There's no, look, if you can get there, if you're getting close, it's worth a try. But if you know you're going to fail, then why spend the political capital? Why go through the motions? Why put the staff through the motions? when you know you're going to fail on an override. There's just, there's no point well, it's an and, act of futility.
8: And it just takes up time. Right. I mean, yeah. There's time, time's is precious. We, we actually only have four days this week on Thursdays, our first adjournment. Uh, and then we, we're gone for a couple of weeks until we come back for, uh, for our uh, veto uh, session. So there's a lot of stuff to do in that four days. And, and if you know you can't get something done, it, it's just, crazy to spend time trying to do that so we'll see where that goes and uh we got a lot of stuff to do there's just a ton of stuff there's esg uh that's going to be a a pretty good size issue during our our conference committee week Uh, we got budget we got to get a budget out we got to get our tax packages passed um we're going to be busy all this week well Dan I
5: appreciate you as always brother if folks want to stay in touch with you it's danhawkinskansas.com and they can find you on Twitter at danhawkinsks uh, I got a tweet or excuse me a text by the way from Leo who says quote uh, no you don't next time you take me so uh, apparently if we go back yeah, to Pawn well, stars I got to take you <laughs> I got to take Leo Maybe
8: I need to maybe I need to start looking for a new chairman <laughs> <laughs>
5: Like I said, you two, you two fight that one out, all right? We'll do it, John. We'll do all right, it. Hi, brother. I love you. It's good to talk to you again. We'll take a quick break, and then I want to hear from you. Our phone lines are open, 316-869-1330. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show. You know, that'd be a good fight. Hawkins versus Delperdang. The brawl under the dome. <laughs> we'll be back right after this.
0: Spring rains are coming. Is your sump pump working properly? Are you worried about your house flooding? Call us for an inspection or free estimate on a reliable backup system. Don't wait till it's too late. Call Bowers Plumbing at 263-1011 and schedule your sump pump inspection today. If something's not right, Bowers can fix it. Bowers Plumbing, Wichita's trusted plumber since 1955.
5: KNSSradio.com is connecting vets with our Veterans News and Salute to Service, a year-round effort to provide information and recognize the exceptional efforts of our military veterans. Read our Veterans News articles now at KNSSRadio.com brought to you by Jimmy's Family Diner. Now offering a full Lent menu with several meatless favorites to choose from. Fish and chips, seafood crab roll, grilled cheese and tomato soup, salmon patties, fish wrap, veggie bagel, and much more. Don't forget to ask about the Shake of the Month for your sweet tooth jimmy's family diner military discounts seven days a week
2: when searching for a senior living community you want the perfect fit for you or your loved ones when living at home is no longer an option you want made to order meals engaging activities or fitness programs you want to spend more time with friends at the estates we offer that and more as you enter this new phase of your golden years experience senior living at its best Call 316-550-6343 or click doveestates.com. Discover the place where life never gets old. Dove Estates.
6: This is the Sean Hannity Show. We got an update on China and their military planes and warships have now entered the Taiwan Strait. Two dozen Chinese military planes, warships detected in the Taiwan Strait and 11 of Beijing's aircraft crossed the median line... I'm telling you what's happening here is neither China nor any of these countries, all of the world's worst actors, have no fear of Joe Biden and his ability to fight back.
4: Sean Hannity, afternoons at 2 on
6: 98 7 and 1330 KNSS. This is the Sean Hannity Show. It was the Daily Mail that pointed out this is not a one-off. Financial markets brace for more pain from Silicon Valley after you know and a possible death spiral with First Republic, PacWest, and Signature Bank stocks now going down by up to fifty percent, and tech giants unable to access frozen billions. What is the long-term impact? Dramatic. What is Biden's answer? A seven trillion dollar record budget with massive tax
4: increases. Sean Hannity. Afternoons at. on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.
5: My show personally,
4: the Glenn Beck Program, is at its zenith. Doesn't get better than right now. There are more people listening to me than there are watching cable news right now. The Glenn Beck Program, mornings from 9 until 11 on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330
5: KNSS. Welcome back to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio, And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. And, of course, give us a call. Our studio lines are open, 316-869-1330. We would love to hear from you, uh, let you know about a couple of events that are coming up Saturday, April 8th, so uh, just less than a week from now. The folks at Republican Women United, are having their uh, their monthly brunch. This is a, uh, a brunch as they are going to discuss the future of the Republican Party from a mother's perspective with uh, Sue Schlapp, she is, everybody knows, in the Republicans, if you're an activist down here, uh, everybody knows and loves Sue Schlapp. There'll be a great presentation. I've shared information on this event on the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. That's next Saturday morning at 930. It's a great event. It's at uh, Witch Diary Builders Association. Highly recommend that uh, you, you go if you're available. Uh, great folks at Republican Women United. Also, the Sedgwick County Black Republican Council is uh, proudly presenting their Better Together Unity Ball, a fun and exciting semi-exciting rather, semi-formal exciting rather dinner and dance coming up on the 29th. That's later this month uh, from 6 to 11 p.m. There's more information available on that at Sedgwick.gov. The Sedgwick County Black Republican Council, a great organization, great folks. Uh, I know the folks over there. I, I've had a chance to talk with them, a number of times on the show. They're great folks, and would love to. Uh, if, if you're interested, again, you can get more information at the Sedgwick County GOP website. So, and remind you again, next week we've got Tyrus and Dana Lash. Both will be with us on the show next Sunday. So tune in for that. We'll be giving away tickets to Tyrus's live show, his one-man show, coming to Kansas here in July. I'm really looking forward to having him on the show. I think it's going to be a blast. I don't know if you saw it, but today we had another entrant into the race for Wichita Mayor. Uh, There haven't been a whole lot of candidates who've announced. Uh, Obviously, Brandon Whipple is running but today, Lily Wu, a former television news reporter, announced that she is running for mayor of Wichita. It was an interesting coalition of folks who were supporting her. Sedgwick County Commissioner Pete Meitzner was was there. He's announced that he's not only not going to run, which was one of the stories. Of he was a potential candidate, but he's announced that he is supporting her and not running. Uh, Wichita Former Wichita Public School Superintendent Alicia Thompson I don't know if that helps her, <laughs> certainly not with Republicans necessarily. Sedgwick County Former Sedgwick County Commissioner Michael O'Donnell. So that's a conservative voice who's backing her. But I think it's going to be very interesting to see how Lily Wu does as this campaign. She's a political newcomer. She is an outsider for sure. And, I mean, folks know her from her time when she was in you know television media. I know her from that. But I've, I've never had a chance to talk with her. But I understand it was a huge crowd, uh, over 300 people who came out for the announcement. And I, I think, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, there were a lot of business leaders, a lot of folks that you would recognize at this event. And I think having an outsider could be a threat to Mayor Farquaad. Um, he should take her seriously. And so should any of the other Republicans who are getting into this race. I, I, I think she is a force, and I'm looking forward to talking with her. I've reached out to them. I think we're going to get her on the show here soon, and it'll be interesting. So stick around. Coming up after the break, Grover Norquist, you're listening to The John Whitmer Show. We'll be back right after this.
7: Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?